I think it's Weeborova. Weeborova. Okay, it's W-Y-B-O-R-O-W-A. Weeborova. Weebo for short is a genuine Polish vodka. Got it. Ah, you know that most people think vodka was invented in Russia, and no. in fact, it was invented in Poland. Poland, that's correct. Yeah. Um, and there are so many different ones, but this one originated in 1927, and most today cannot say that. No. Welcome everyone to Potty Mouse. This is Vodka Talk. It's Vodka and John. Talk. That's what we're, we're changing the name of the podcast to Vodka Talk. Hey, we will get half the subscribers. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say hammered. I oh, no, on my way. Cheers, John. Possible. And cheers you, to you there. You have also. You can't hear ice because we, have, we no have them straight up. No ice in our happy hour cocktails tonight. Is this, I was trying to remember, is this our first 2021 happy hour? Or is this our second 2021? I've only had one sip. Can I can I speak candidly to you? And of course, everybody else just stop listening. When we have happy hour, I don't remember when the hell it was. Because it's a good happy hour. And by the end, happy hour. Absolutely. You know what it reminds me of? True story. A friend of mine used to, this was in the suburbs of Chicago. And we would all go out after work. This is before I was married. And that might have been after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she listens. <laughs> yes, um, she does. It was. And, and he told the story, and he was single, but he told the story how he would go to the bar after work and sit there and drink and find, you know, somebody right after work and try to take them home. And again, this is many, many years ago, much freer sexual revolution sort of thing. And so then back in the sixties, eh, no, um, more like the eighties uh, and he would take them home or to a hotel or to wherever. And then he would finish and then come back to the bar <laughs> and pick up somebody else. <laughs> wow. And he said, all the cougars came out early. <laughs> and so they were waiting when he'd get there at 530 or whatever after work. And uh, yeah, uh, and then he would do the thing and then come back and look for is, another one. <laughs> is he married now? Uh, he is. Yes. Does his wife know of this? Nope, probably not. Oh, well, okay. hopefully she's not a listener. No, I haven't spoken to him for... Uh, it's been 20 years, probably. Uh, not that we we just kind of parted ways, parted company. You know how when you work with people sometimes in the past, not anymore because you and I work together and we'll love each yeah. other forever. Right, um, exactly. Sure. But, uh, not in a weird way. Well, uh, in, a probably way. Weird in a party mouth way. In a mouth way. But anyway, he would do that. And he'd, <laughs> he'd do it's a, it's a twofer. Uh, wow. That's that's so completely off that particular topic, but sure. you do you do take me down one of those patented potty mouths rabbit holes. <laughs> do you have one of those friends or several? I because I'm lucky enough to have several that you might not talk to for ten years, five years, maybe even twenty years. That when you see them or when you're in their company, it's like no time has passed. Correct, I, and I have. 
I have uh, certainly one who I've known for many, many years. I probably have have uh, three maybe like that. And I won't mention names, but one certainly knows who he is, but he's a nut rod anyway. So it's, <laughs> it's like he, he was always a nut rod and he's still a nut rod. And he's just a fun guy to talk, but you're right. It's like no time has passed and and you just never stopped yeah <laughs> your interaction yeah well you know strangely enough my wife was like that Would there you? were a couple of times where yeah. we didn't actually speak because we weren't dating but we didn't speak for a very long period of time i think the longest we went was five years we, well, we never we well, obviously no yeah. no we still do that now it's like we <laughs> never stopped talking spoken to her for a week i know <laughs> But it, it is, it seriously was. Every time we would get into the same room together, it was like, nope, I saw you yesterday. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I I too have several friends that are like that. And That's cool. it's just so much fun. It's so much fun because I don't, with with them, I'm so comfortable that I don't feel the need to necessarily have to maintain a relationship where I do with some other people that I do want to be friends with, that I want to pay attention to, that I want to make sure that they know that I care. Yeah, I, I have to force myself to reach out. Mm -hmm. Whereas these people, I, I don't. Now, it's not saying that I don't reach out. I do try to, and I hope that they would too. Yeah. Doesn't always happen, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and I'm, I'm the same way. I, I, it is the, I think you said the key word, it's comfortable. You're comfortable with them. And so it's not like you're trying to prove anything or, oh, look how successful I am or, you know, look how whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's never about that. So, um, yeah, I, and, and I enjoy that. I'm glad you asked that because that's, a, that's a, a great question and very accurate. And that takes me down another rabbit hole. Oh, a surprise. I know. I had another conversation today with a friend of ours, a, a mutual friend, and we were talking about language and we we were actually talking about the new president and and some of the things that he says off the cuff that aren't necessarily totally appreciated just because of his age and my point to this person it's matt he doesn't it's matt yeah. small he doesn't care yeah. uh this point my point to this person was it's a generational thing and some of the things he says are not necessarily in his mind. He's not relating that to something that other people find offensive because it's people of my generation or a, of a younger generation, even of, than me that find those things more offensive than his generation. And I'm including the, the people that, that he is referencing as well, who probably sure. thought of themselves in a certain way. Sure. Not that it's right. I'm not saying at, at, at all that it's right, but it's it's of a, a specific generation that say certain things. And we're expecting that generation to change the way that they have been for the vast majority of their life based on our expectations. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, yes, please continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I completely forgot where I was going with well, that no, entire I, thing. I think it's, that has changed. It seems like and there's so much that's changed because of the 24-hour news cycle. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to cancel culture. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to do my best just to kind of pull back and not really get because the politics of it really aren't important right no, now. Not at all. As far mm -mm. As I'm concerned, um, but I will say that people today are offended by a lot. Yes, and for some dude to say. For some, for our president to say, 
malarkey, yeah. <laughs> for example. <laughs> mm -hmm. hey, it's not something I would say. It's not something you or someone younger would say, but he doesn't mean it in a, uh, it's not like it, it's intended to be malicious or anything. Right. Right. So, well, okay. So you actually, so you thank you for saying that because that triggered where I was going with that. Matt and I were also talking about how our language at, in our generation, and Matt I, and I are just a couple of years apart, that we kind of freak out the older generation because, you know, Matt might look at me and say, hey, asshole. <laughs> and I'll have this big smile on my face. And he said, Whereas most of the people that were like his grandparents would look and go, you just called that guy an asshole. Why didn't you punch him? You guys are just smiling. <laughs> you said, you said you, you called him a fucking asshole and you smiled. What the hell? And, and that's so true too. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I think that's generational though. I think uh, that's, that, that's exactly his point. Yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, I, it's repetitive among generations. I think certain people, and and it's certain friendships too. I mean, there are obviously you mm -hmm. don't do that with all friendships. Um, well, but <laughs> I don't don't even think about it because uh, <laughs> I'm hey asshole, totally offended. <laughs> uh, my my uh, father in law uh, who passed away a few years ago was very much that way, and he would just shoot from the cuff and it was that was his thing he would he would call people that and he and they knew he was joking or most of the time he was joking but uh, yeah I, I think again it, part of it is the sensitive side these days the other part is not everybody engages that way yeah. but it, it was always that way it's not like you can say well everybody engaged that way and he was 80 years old and so you know they all no, that's not true. There's just different people and different personalities over time, over true. generations. Very true. And different cultures within our culture. Yeah, well said. That's that's really what it is, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Well, that was the end of the podcast. Great <laughs> well, podcast. Sure. Talking with all of you. Make sure you check out our website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is boy. why we don't do short ones. Right? Well, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You have more olives in your cocktail than you have vodka. Now I do, Let's yeah. See that again. Let me see it again. And listeners, I'll describe it to you as best I can. One, two, three, four, three, four big yeah. olives. These are the well, Queen Anne olives, and I love them. Yeah, the that's olives. just because I, I did bring extra. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he has a little. That's like a baby flask. It, well, I had a bigger flask, and. And this is a very sad day. And and for all of our listeners who live in Seattle uh, and, and a lot of people we work with who are in Seattle, because that's where we're headquartered. Sure. I have a, a flask and it's probably it's now it's my second newest because I did get a new flask for Christmas, which is ironic because I don't really use flasks all that much. But I did buy a flask in Seattle the last time I was there from. Uh, one of the distilleries that we went to, uh, a colleague and I went to, and and it was it's a beautiful round flask with a piece of glass in the center, so you can see the liquid contents. Not I the, loved it. The other one you bought? No, no. Well, that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. Okay. So that was the one I filled up this evening with my extra. Oh, no, and it started going out of the glass. Doop, doop, weeping out of doop. the. It was weeping. So oh, I had to go in. This is my little Jack Daniels. Well, I got cool this because, you know, I'm a, a Jack Daniels squire. 
Yes, I did know so that. This is my Jack Daniels Squire flask that they tell, gave me. Tell people what the Squire is. It's been several episodes since we talked oh, about it. I don't even know a good way to describe it. I probably, you'll have to go back and listen to that episode so oh, you can. Gosh, really? You're yeah, gonna, and it's not labeled, so you'll have to listen to all of them until you find the right <laughs> one. Force those poor people. Yes, <laughs> I am. Episodes. Absolutely. Now, the, the Tennessee Squires, it's a, a fun little um, group or fun little club you can be a part of that has to do with Jack Daniels. And it was something that my grandfather, not my grandfather, I'm sorry, my stepfather actually became a squire a long, long time ago, sometime in the eighties, I think. And you have to uh, nominate someone to become a squire and then they will give you a square inch of, or I'm sorry, it's either a square inch or a square foot. I never got the answer to that of land on the um, Jack Daniels distillery property. Really? So you are a landowner and then they send you updates. They send you calendars and, and things like that throughout the year about what's happening on your land. And sometimes they might, you might get someone from one of your neighbors who accidentally let one of their sheep graze on your square foot of property. <laughs> and it's hilarious. That's it's awesome. hilarious, but you can actually go to the distillery. And if you're a squire, they will take you back into the private squire room, awesome. which is a museum of things that people over time have sent to the, the distillery. And there are a lot of big names that have been squires over the years, including astronauts and presidents and, and senators wow. and things like that. So you have a lot of memorabilia in there from, from those, but if you're not a squire, you can't go in. So you have to be nominated and yes. then do, is there some fee or some sort of a, no, it's absolutely free. Interesting. If there's a fee, I never paid one. And I did, uh, Craig is also a squire. Huh? Cause I nominated Craig a long time ago for, Oh, uh, nice. For yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've never been nominated. No, huh? That's, huh. that's too bad. Huh? Asshole friends. <laughs> <I have. laughs> Fucking <right>. asshole. <laughs> have, I'm going to start a new one. It's going to be the, uh, the uh, Weberoba, um, we're going to be the, uh, the Weberoba Polacks, the chieftains, the chieftains. Oh, yeah. careful! And that's well, not politically correct. I think it is. No, it's not. It is. What is a chieftain? Well, it's, I don't know. What is a chieftain? It's a that's motorcycle, right? Thought. Well, <laughs> there, it is actually. And you I know, know it is. Motorcycle. <laughs> what? What's the brand of motorcycle? Is it an Indian? It is. I like Indian. That's so politically incorrect. It is politically incorrect. No, it's, it's not. It's crap. You know what's ridiculous? You? Yeah. I can't help it. Yes, I am. Is the football team from Washington. Yes. They're changing that Come name. On. So uh, I'm going to make one point about that, and then I promise I'll move on. Oh, but no, because I'm, I'm ready to go on this okay. one. I had a conversation about that and one other team that I actually the, – the rest of them, I honestly – I, I and I'm sorry, I'm I'm completely walking over you and, and interrupting. But Do it. Um, Matt Smolik and I yeah. had a conversation about this because one of his teams, his local teams, is also in the news because they're about to change their name. But the one thing that was in this article that I read about that, let me back up a little bit. I really don't care about the name changes. I I really don't care. I'm not that big of sports fan where I care about it until they started messing with my fifth favorite hockey team. 
That's pretty funny. <laughs> they will always be the Chicago freaking Blackhawks. I don't care what anyone says. They are the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> My fifth favorite hockey team. I bet they are delighted to fill that position in your they should be. favorites. They should be because I, I loved watching Minnesota crush them and I loved watching Nashville crush them. I loved watching the Canucks crush them. Okay, wow. You're, sounds like they're your favorite whipping boys. No, because I like watching them beat the Blues, and I like the Blues too. Holy cow. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're um, but knowing that, <laughs> that you're a weirdo, uh, here's what I have to say. Um, uh, and, it, and it bothered me with the um, – they used to be called the Marquette Warriors, which is a college team, mm -hmm. uh, college team, and uh, they changed it to the Golden Eagles. I, I have a hard time saying it without a lisp. <laughs> and I, here's the thing. It, and look, there are people who put words into the mouth, mouths of the Native American community, and they say they don't like it. It's not fair to them. It's not good. You know what? I, I find. I want to know how many people asked. I find that an inordinate amount of people who are complaining the loudest are not of color. Yeah. <laughs> If you consider my peach skin to be not of color, right? Uh, it, it just look if it's if it's offensive, it's offensive, and and I'm not sure how any of these names would have gotten to be sports team names if they were offensive from the start. Right. They are holding up these warriors. They're holding up these, and, and I understand red skins might not be sure. uh, I, they the Washington white skins, but but I'm not. I, Call them what you want. I don't care. I've, I've never worn a pair of red socks. I have. Uh, I, I wear plenty of white socks. I think I tied them. Tie-dyed them. I did, yeah. The red Yeah, I, you know, I I have a tough time with the Minnesota moose. <laughs> to me, that's cultural appropriation. There right? are several mooses, moose, that are not happy about that, I think. I, I've heard. Yeah. Mainly because there aren't very many moose left in Minnesota. Most of them are have moved to Alaska. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think the bears have offended several zoo dwellers. Or the cubs. The uh, cubs. To baby bears. That, see, yeah. they're going after the babies. And to me, that's... I, yeah. No, that's that's wrong. So, that's look, I don't wrong. mean to minimize it, but I'm telling you, I, I, I think when you're holding up these as names of honor and... and you know, it's not like the the Atlanta Braves. They're not say, well, that's cultural appropriate. You don't put a name on it, but they're holding these people up as I want to be like them. This is what our team that's is. That's what they were meant to be. It's absolutely, a position of honor. No one would name their team. Well, the Ducks maybe, but other than that, so you don't think that anyone should name? Uh, they shouldn't name any team after a movie. I tell you, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it's true. I, I don't, I just don't understand that stuff. And it, it makes me roll my eyes. But there are several things about professional sports, especially, that have caused me to roll my eyes over the last year. A lot. Yes. Yes. And Except so, for the Masters. I, I'm a big golf fan because you know what? They uh, STFU and do not say anything about Seriously, it's sports. Stop bringing yeah. politics into it because I escape the normal world of all the BS that we go through through sports. Not anymore, I don't. Right. Well, because college sports. Uh, some, but but I know a particular uh, uh, athletic director. 
that uh, had to position them as being supportive of a communist group. And I'm sorry, I'm out. I'm going to have to talk a little bit more about that one offline. Yeah, all, like, all I know is the one that owns the Mercedes dealership. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. So anyway, this is what happens on happy hour, everybody. Right? We sorry. get angry. You need to stop drinking vodka and become like Russian angry. I don't know if Russians are angry. What would you drink? Cultural appropriation. Russian angry other right. than vodka. <laughs> the cold. I know. Um, let's have um, let's have a glass of. Uh, do, I, do we have any Zima left? Oh, Zima. Uh, that stuff's horrible. Did you ever drink? I mean, yes, of like, course I did. It, it came out. It came out when I was in high school. Come on. It, it came out when you came out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. Anywho, let's let's talk about Mercedes because I, I honored you with um, a statement this week when we were talking yes. about my my Mercedes. Yes. And I, I'm obviously because we don't talk about it in on this podcast. I, I'm not going to mention the OE that we or I still work for, yes. um, but. I was going to visit my dealerships this past week and I needed an oil change and I needed an oil change badly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so did the car and so did the car. Right. <laughs> and actually I needed it last week, but I was able to get it this week because every single dealership that I went to, I said, Hey, would you mind doing an oil change on my car? And they're like, Nope, we don't work on Mercedes. Not going to do it. I'm like, that's not a typical Mercedes engine. That engine is also the same as what's in another car that you actually work on. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we know, but we're, we're not going to do it. I went to three different dealerships and the third one was the, finally the one that would say, yeah, we'll work on it. So they did the oil change. Um, and and, and I could have oil change. It's, it's just an oil like change. Doing an overhaul or anything. Well, it wasn't just an oil change. Oh, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Cause this is oh. where I, I honored you with, with, oh boy. A, you're a right. You don't remember this. You were so excited when I told you this. Um, anyway, so the reason I didn't go to a Mercedes dealership is because there were no Mercedes dealerships in the area that had appointments open for the next two weeks. Um, I went to, there's another global place here in Nashville. They have four locations that uh, work on Mercedes and couldn't get in there either fast enough. Yeah. And the, the first appointment I was, you know, 500 miles away. So I couldn't go. No. Um, so anyway, I found this dealer who would actually work on it. The other part of it was, and this is where John comes in. Remember I got all four tires changed because that was hopefully going to change my, the shaking in my wheels, according to the last Mercedes dealership I went to. And it did when you replaced them. It did for a little bit, but then it started shaking again. So I thought the way it felt, I said, I think it's my rear rotors because those were the tires that were the worst. Mm -hmm. And that was what the original dealer that I bought it from had said is, I think the back tires are bad because I think there's something wrong with the brakes. We got all the brakes replaced. Okay. So I said, check the rotors for me and see if they can be turned or if I have to replace them. So finally, this third dealer looked at him and said, it's actually your front rotors which have warped your pads. So we need to, we can turn the rotors, but we'll have to replace the pads, but we can't get the pads for a week. Wow. So I said, can't do that. Can you just at least turn the rotors? 
yeah, we'll turn the rotors, but get your pads replaced as soon as you can, because otherwise it's just going to warp the, the rotors again. Um, but it's better to do it that way than the other way around. Yeah, right. So I said, go ahead, go ahead and turn them. And they don't, they didn't have, they tried for an hour. They didn't have the machine or the adapters to the machine to fit, to turn the rotors. So, and I, and I was watching through the window and I felt, felt so bad. They had four technicians trying to work on it, yeah, trying to get it to work and they couldn't do it. So I didn't get my rotors turned. Uh, so I still have to find someone that will will go in and either turn or replace the rotors. But I got to look at these these and these are beefy rotors. That's what you said. Yeah. They're very they're, thick and they're thick. They're like truck rotors. I mean, yeah. they're huge. Which is good because you can turn them more than once if you need to. Right. Yeah. yeah. What happens is you you get some that are manufactured to such uh, to much smaller tolerances that you turn them once, maybe twice. Yeah. And paper thin and that's all you have now yes. you do rotors and they are not typically cheap they are not cheap but the interesting thing was going to this dealership all 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 in it would have cost me to to do my oil change to replace the rotors and the pads replace not turn them this is yep. the, the price they originally quoted me all together it would have been 320 dollars. what yeah 320. Oh. How much do you think it would have cost me at a Mercedes dealership? Oh, at least for the two front for the two fronts. At least twice that. At least twice that. Yeah, I'd say Easily. That, maybe three yeah. times. I walked out of there only spending having spent 80 bucks. Wow. For an oil change. Nice people. Very nice people. <laughs> I and if I could tell you who they were, I'd highly recommend them, but sure. I can't. Understood. Understood. Yep. Well, and it's so and that, I got a bottle of wine out of it. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, that to me is uh, one of the, it's, it's kind of a catch 22 when you talk about, am I going to lease a car or am I going to buy a nice pre-owned like you did? Mm -hmm. Because I, I go back and forth. We had a very nice, um, well, I can say a, a very nice Lexus LS430. So it was a 2005 um, had it several years ago and it was a terrific car. I mean, I've always loved the top, the, uh, uh, flagship Lexus, the yeah. LX model. Oh my gosh. Just a wonderful car. And, uh, but any problems we had, it's out of pocket and anything that went wrong, it's not covered by warranty. And admittedly it wasn't $70,000 either like new ones were right back then. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just a trade-off. Everything is a trade-off leasing. Your payments are going to be a little higher. You don't own it. Um, but you're under warranty. And so okay. all you pay for is maintenance. And I don't even pay for that on the Cadillac because it's all, it was all yeah. part of the lease deal. There all are definitely, there are definitely trade-offs, yeah. definitely trade-offs. And, and I'm, I'm riding in a, an extremely comfortable car. I don't mind riding for a long period of time. Excuse me. It's heavy. It's safe. It's all-wheel drive. It, it's a fantastic car. Is it expensive to maintain? Not especially expensive to maintain unless you've got to do major repairs. Like, and I would consider this a major repair. You know, to, no changing I, the brakes. No changing the rotors. Yes. Well, it's it's still maintenance. You know? It is maintenance. It is, and it's something you have to do with every vehicle. But like you said, you know, some in some cases that particular 
thing those things are not under warranty but right. i've spent a, a good amount of money they, they are um, if you buy it new i'm sorry to interrupt what if you buy it new that's under warranty uh, yes yeah 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 rotors it's rotors would be right yeah. but oh, for three years right so you you do have some trade-offs and and i put it i've spent roughly fifteen hundred dollars on this car since no, more closer to $2,000 on this car since I bought it. Mm -hmm. But like you said, brand new, this car is $45,000. I paid half. Less than that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot less than that. A lot less than that. Yeah. Almost half. Yeah. Yeah. So is it is it worth it? Sure. I'm still not anywhere near a brand new Mercedes, and I'm still driving. It's the same model as the brand new Mercedes. The C300 in 2017 is almost exactly the same thing as the C300 in 2021. How many people watching you drive by are going to say, that's not a new one? Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Except when it's dirty like it is right now. <laughs> well, and I used to say that I would not mind, especially if it's a very nice car, I wouldn't mind having one with, you know, I don't need something with 20,000 miles on it. I'm okay with something with uh, with 50 or 70 or whatever, because you can't see the odometer from the sidewalk. That's true. So Very true. People drive it. And that's the the prestige buyer. I always wanted to drive a nicer car than I could really afford. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if it had high miles, I, I don't care. That's, yeah. Well, and that's why you buy used. It really is. Well, that's not the only reason, but that's why most sure. people would buy used. You can buy it's it's not unlike leasing in a sense that you can you can have a nicer vehicle than you might be able to pay cash for. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's not and that's not why I did it as as we had said in, the, <clears throat> in a previous episode. I did it because I knew it was a comfortable car and I knew it was a good car and I it was Honestly, it was a lot less than my last car, which was what people consider a very cheap car. Mm -hmm. So why not drive something? Less. It's less. Really? Yes. I paid less than on the Mercedes wow. with 31,000 miles on it Wow. than I did my last car. And you bought that last car new? Brand new. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I did too. And, and it's of course our uh, our uh, uh, OEM that we and I worked for for at the time um or worked on behalf of I bought one of their vehicles and and I love it it's a neat vehicle I, it's, I still own one of their vehicles yeah, and it's it's fine it's just um it was also more than your Mercedes was yeah. and at some point you go Hmm. So next the point is next time around, I'm not sure what I'm going to, I'm pretty certain we're not going to lease. We would love to get down to two vehicles, two vehicles plus the Harley. I don't know. I thought you were down to two vehicles plus the Harley. Sorry, one vehicle plus the Harley. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were confusing me there. I'm like, Sorry. what car do you have that I don't know of? <laughs> I've been hiding one from you. Yeah. My buck. Uh, nice. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it would fit with the martini, right? I'm sure my buck will be good. We could be drinking martinis in the back seat of a my buck. Mm -hmm. We have our driver, uh, one of the mats driving it. That's right. Yeah. So I think that would be good. I think so too. Take us to the uh, ice cream. Well, why wouldn't she lease though? If you were, if you were able to go down to two, 
one vehicle plus the Harley? Um, well, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I just I, I get tired of <laughs> of the same thing. I like to own from time to time. So, for instance, the the truck that we have, um, I bought because it was zero percent interest for 48 months. Right? Why not? It's yeah. financially, it made a lot of sense to just do that. Um, we could pay cash for it, although I'm not paying cash for a new vehicle. Well, and- no. Yeah, some one of my dealers said once, and I I really I, I like how he said this. Mm-hmm. You should never pay cash for a depreciation depreciating asset. Yes, and 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 what it's like is you seriously just dig a hole in the ground and throw some money in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different from a boat. A boat is uh, just take your money to the water and throw it in the water. Right, that's different. And hopefully it floats. <laughs> yes, for the next guy to come up and get it. The one right. who just sold his or her boat. Yes. Uh, so anyway, I. I I I would consider leasing again, but I, I I'm not sure. I there are certain vehicles, and this is me and my mindset that I would not lease. One is a Jeep. Mm, yeah, and I, I don't know why I want to own a Jeep. Right, I do. Well, I know why you want to own a Jeep. Well, I don't want to own a Jeep as expensive as they are. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Keep going. Well, tell me why. No, because no, no, no. It, I, we had I had the same conversation yep. with with Mr. Smolik today, uh-huh. because he he rented a Jeep uh-huh. Wrangler because that was what the he had a couple of different options. He's like, I'm going to rent it because Nick talks about him all the time. He's incessant, or insist incessant. Yes, he talks about it incessantly. Incessantly, yes, yeah. Um, and he said, I would never pay forty grand for this Jeep. And I said, Well, you'd be paying forty grand for the cheapest version. Um, <laughs> and, and he said, I don't understand. I mean, it's it's fun to drive around town, but it, it's horrible if you've got to drive it any distance. It's a horrible, horrible vehicle. And I'm like, it takes a specific type of driver, and you know, it's the value. I mean, you, yeah, you might spend forty thousand dollars on it, but you could put seventy five thousand miles on it. And and five years from now, sell it for thirty grand. Pretty accurate. It, it holds its value. They do, and I. That's the only way they can get away with it being so expensive. Yeah. Well, for they, sure. If they couldn't, they. I don't think they would be that expensive. I would totally agree with you. I think that, uh, and yeah, you can prove it in many ways. Like Harley Davidson, for example. Uh, when you, at one point, are the only kid on the block and the your customer base is built in and they're not aging rapidly <laughs> like it is today um you think you have the license to print money and then one day you wake up and say oh crap mm-hmm. we forgot about next year and 10 mm-hmm. years from now and mm-hmm. 15 years from now. anyway that that's that's to me what it becomes but nobody has really come up with a vehicle that competes um, until well, are you well still, we're still talking about, yeah, I was going to say the Bronco. Maybe, but it hasn't been proven yet. No. You have and you have 100,000 people, probably more than that, with a $100 deposit down on Broncos. Yeah. Um, my guess would be 25% of those will actually take delivery, maybe less. Yeah. I'd say uh, that's accurate. Yeah, that's just a guess. But, but it still has to prove itself in durability and off-road worthiness and things like that. And I'm glad you say it like that because I, and, and I'm sorry to keep interrupting oh, the vodka. I blame the vodka. Uh, 
but I, I've been watching a lot of videos on the Bronco and comparing it to the Wrangler and comparing it to uh, even the Toyota 4Runner and the new uh, Range Rover. Uh, there's a new Range Rover, and I keep forgetting the name. It's, you know, the, the Range Rover that they discontinued in the 80s, it was it looked like a Jeep. It's the, uh, but they, they've brought it back. So okay. it, and it's supposed to be the high end version of an off road vehicle. So I've been watching a lot of the videos about that on YouTube. And the one thing I've noticed about the Bronco, because they did spend a lot of time on the Bronco, was it's a good looking vehicle. A lot of things that were done on the vehicle were well thought out. A lot of them mimic Jeep because they said Jeep has so many years of developing this vehicle since World War II that they have tried and true things that they've tested over and over and over again. They've done all the tests. They've done all the, the, the R&D. And we can just take it and put it on ours and it'll be great, right? Yeah. So they, they've been talking about it and it's a good looking car and you can see all of the things they've done and it all makes sense. But that's the key right there. What you said is it hasn't been tested. It hasn't, they have not, that's where Jeep has the advantage right now is everything on it is very basic. It's been around since the, the thirties and forties. It has been tested over and over and over again and that's why the vehicle it's as good as it looks the vehicle is still very basic in its its design and construction yes uh, so but here's what i'll say it's no longer the jeep it was oh god no god no, no not whatsoever it's not even close it doesn't resemble what it used to be now in some ways that's good <laughs> in some ways it's not so good because yeah. it's it's a it's a um, uh, uh, it's made of shared parts and yep. shared power plants and, and things like that. And again, not that it's bad as long as it's done appropriately. I drove a a, a um, the uh, 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 Wrangler Unlimited. Yeah, I ran one about that, and it was it was surprisingly good to me. And I've driven Jeeps for years, not like you, but I've rented them before and had friends who had them and so on. And 15 years ago, it's twice the vehicle it was then, oh, as sure. far as driving on the road, driving. Mm -hmm. Now, off-road, I can't speak to that because they frown on it when I take it off-road <laughs> in a rental. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, just in terms of, of the niche it fills, it's it's a pretty special vehicle. I've told you before, the Hummer, and I did everything with Hummer. I worked on their team to introduce the new models and the H1 and the H2 and the H3, which was, um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the one and two were incredible off-road. Mm -hmm. And actually, they pretty impressive too. It just didn't have a great power plant in my humble estimation a five cylinder really um well, so the, Bron the new bronco sport has a three cylinder does it really it does i think i recall hearing about that but i didn't look into it a anyway they would eat up anything the jeeps ever made off-road well that's the why the military switched from jeep to hummer well, uh, yes and no. I know it's I, not the same. I know it's not exactly no, the same. No, no, it's not. And I know you would know that. It's They're just, uh, they were great off-road vehicles. But 
the H1, the H1 Alpha was $110,000. And the H2 was back then when they still made it 60 or 70. Again, sadly, falling prey to GM's inability back then. I won't judge Mary Barra's GM now, but the way it was back then, they were unable to manage the corporation, hence the loss of Oldsmobile, Pontiac, Saturn, and Hummer. Yeah. The so, more I learn about Saturn, because I, we have quite a few people that we work with have, yes. that, have, that came from Saturn, yep. I, it, it's which I didn't know back then, but it's very sad um, how that, that completely went out. We won't get into that, but I just... Well, no, I, no I but I will, I will say on their behalf, on because truly it was a... It was a unique concept, mm -hmm. and they the long and short of it is they were starved for product, yeah. new product. They were and starved for product, but it, it was not a an unsuccessful model line. The process was very successful, um, how they sold and mm -hmm. how they interacted with customers. But the at some point, you have to support it with better products, and they were incapable right at the corporate or, level let's say that. too late because there were the, the the last couple that came out were very impressive we'll agree upon too little too late too little too late yeah <laughs> if that's same, fair. same with osmobile i mean that's that's what yeah. my, my step family yeah. grew up on was they were they were osmobile dealers that was the first car i sold yeah. in fact that was the first manufacturer i worked for at a dealership was oh it was an old cadillac dual mm -hmm. and uh we sold the heck out of uh color oh, yeah. supreme oh yeah i, I mean they were just I mean, that's we i wouldn't say it's the only thing we ever drove but we had a lot i mean we in, in our family we had three tornados not great at car. the same time yeah great um, cars. we had a, a bravada we had a an aurora you know we, we had a ton of osmobiles you yep. said because that was the family dealership but still well and sadly they you know, they just made some bad decisions. The Cutlass yeah. Supreme was a wonderful car from the mid-70s to the 80s, early 80s. And then they tried to make everything a Cutlass so they could claim that the nameplate did so well. So you had right. the Cutlass Calais and the Cutlass Sierra. And, the, and it was ridiculous, but this yep. is just the games that they would play not knowing what it was doing to the brand. It's no different than what Acura did to their brand. Right. Right. Now I, I, I will say this, and this is what I think we need yep. not, I, I don't want to end it because this is a really good conversation, but I do want to end it on this. The one car that I'm really attracted to that I thought was the silliest car I've seen in a long time, yeah. which it should make sense because I do like the Volvo uh, mm -hmm. station wagon, the sporty one, the, yep. the one that looks like the off-road one, if you want to call yeah. it that. Yeah. But the, uh, the Buick Regal wagon. Have you seen I that one? It's a very good looking vehicle. It is a very good looking car. It is. It I is. would drive one of those. I'm, I'm proud of them for bringing that back. And I don't, I don't know what it does in volume. Certainly we could find out, but uh, I, it's very attractive. Vehicle. It is. I, no, it I've is. always been partial. I shouldn't say this. I'm not sure because I have the memory of what the old wagons used to be. <laughs> but, well, seriously, I, I hit my, my stepfather uh, was a uh, was a funeral director, okay. and so he had one of those old Chevy wagons, the full size, where the tailgate would drop down into the body of the car. 
And nice. so you could slide a casket in, which was, and it just creeped me out the whole time. <laughs> uh, hey, you want to take the wagon? Hell no. <laughs> well, on a date, you know, you got plenty. No, I'm not taking the wagon. I think my brothers did when they were forced to. But anyway, oh, wow. For, but those that's the measure or the yeah the, I, yeah i could I, see how you'd have a problem with that so but that's it you agree with me it is a it's a good looking car like i don't think we could fit a casket in it but it is I, a good looking car well it'd have to be a small one maybe for a oh wow wow a dog a dog a dog yeah yeah anyway <laughs> wow you just look at me and wow me yeah, I just I well, and and you haven't had a drink. I've been watching for a, you're gonna have to finish up. So pour something because I got a little bit left, and we have to end our we have to end on a toast. You have one olive left. I have one olive and about well, I mean it's not even a full shot. So come on, pour yourself a little shot there. I have one. It's not like I've been. All right. So to all of those listeners. This we're giving you we're we're toasting you right now to all those listeners who will go to our website right now, pottymiles.com, or when you're done driving, if you're listening to us while we're driving, or for those of you who are walking and listening, Mr. Taylor. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that right now. But toast to all of you who are going to the website, who are subscribing to the podcast, who are going to our social media or commenting on the website itself, sending us messages giving us ideas for the next potty corner, which we did not do today. We skip it often, don't we? we well, if we don't have anything good, we're not going to put anything up. We didn't have anything good the last time. So, uh, and, and to those who are enjoying the podcast during happy hour, cheers to you. Visit pottymiles.com. Do some drunk searching on uh, our merch store so you can buy a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Visit Bill's merch store and his uh vehicle nanny which by the way i did talk to him today and and i had to where did i put the note because there was something said because you know bill's hilarious and he said uh vehicle nanny goes back to school just call me dr nanny wow yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more later maybe on the next episode that's our teaser for the next episode Post our, uh, our brackets here so it sounds like, yeah, yeah there you go. Here. And here's what I'm saying. If anybody is doing merch store drunkenness buys, I mean, if you insist to do it, but I have a hard time envisioning people doing that. Hey, let's go over to Potty Mouse and buy some masks. Or I maybe a couple of t-shirts. Do they have those shorts? Maybe uh, like the, some- the shorty shorts? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yep. it's got potty miles on the back. Oh, gosh, that would have to be wide, though. In order to- <laughs> extreme. I, I did use a high-res logo. Huge font. Yeah. <laughs> it has right. been a joy to have you all with us. Thanks for joining. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again next week for sure. See ya.